0: Welcome to Common Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra, and together we will talk with some of the nation's leading experts on balancing success and self-care. Also, we will discuss how to manage the interrelationship between mind, body, and soul. So you guys sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Thanks you all for joining Common Sense. I am elated today to have Art With The Impact with us and Maya Grotman with us today. I read about Art With The Impact on Instagram and I I was so elated to actually read about everything that they're doing because I just wish they were around when I was in dental school at that age. Life could have been a whole lot different had i known about something similar to that. As we bring Maya on, You guys, before we even start, I want you to check out their website, see how you can get involved because believe me, this is something that you actually want to discuss and talk about and have that open discussion about mental wellness. Today, Maya, can you just say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much. So as I was telling the listeners, just to give you a little background, I was actually in dental and had all these hopes and dreams of becoming a dentist. As soon as my grandmother passed, I just, I went through this depression And it was the worst experience of my life because African American culture—we don't talk about this. This is not something that you know. It's an open discussion. So for me, I didn't have an outlet. I didn't have anybody to talk to. So of course, I really could not continue my work and classwork and keeping up. So I eventually left dental school. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until ten years later that I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder and actually got the treatment that I needed. Once. I started my sonography program. So that's why I was really taken aback by your program, because you all go into colleges and universities, as well as high school. And it's a way for not only art with an impact, with the emphasis, with different mediums, but you can also talk about the mental Health aspects. So, you know, Maya,
1: thank you again. So, do you mind telling us a little bit about the organization? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, we're a nonprofit organization and we exist in the US as well as Canada. And we really just aim to create spaces for people to have open and honest conversations about mental health. The way that we do that is actually through using the arts. Um, right now we have short film as our primary modality. Just because the you know creative expression and, and what artists are able to, to convey through film can bring the conversation a whole lot deeper than if we were to just you know sit down and say let's talk about it you know when we have a film when we have creativity there's so much more that gets to be expressed um the the main thing that we do is we visit colleges and universities across the u.s and canada and we show short films and we just encourage a lot of dialogue around what's real you know what's real for students what's real in our different cultures and backgrounds and how can we promote mental wellness together
0: i love it especially how high school and college you're either close to getting out the house or you're out the house and now you're like okay what do i do so it's so (sighs) many details and you know different entities that come and that's a part of that a lot of times Mm -hmm. you have friends but you don't want to share your deepest emotions you may have the boyfriend that's on campus and a lot of Mm -hmm. things can really happen traumatically you you really don't know how to deal with it i love that you guys it's not really talking per se about it with the medium but it's really expressing what you're feeling Uh And I could write all day I love to write even back then I didn't even know I was an author but I loved to write and so Mm -hmm. many things that I would put in my journal I didn't share with anybody today I'm like oh my god I wish
1: I would have kept those journals insights into the soul right exactly
0: (laughs) some of the films that you all um receive what are some of the topics
1: yeah so um the film competition we run is um is definitely a core part of our work and then we actually um the winning films we take then to the campuses. So it's all connected. The way it works is anyone, anywhere, anytime can submit a short film to our competition. The only criteria are that they're five minutes long or less, that they have something to do with mental health, and they were made in the last two years. So we're looking for new short films about mental health. So we get submissions from folks around the world. So some are professional filmmakers submitting a films, but a lot of our films are made by college students or even high school students um, and amateur filmmakers. A ton of the films are people's first time making a film. So it really is quite accessible. So we get usually between you know between 20 and 30 films uh, submitted each month, covering all kinds of topics, a lot of different um, diagnoses of mental illnesses, um, as well as just sort of mental health and well-being in general. We also have films that focus on specific types of stigma or specific cultural perspectives or gender perspectives, just a lot of a lot of diversity um, in the submissions and then therefore in the winners that we select.
0: I love it. When you first started, how many did you receive?
1: The first few competitions, it was definitely a lot less. There were months so where you're getting like five to ten. But as we've grown, we now have over 40 films um, in our library. Oh, wow. So we've been selecting a new winner every month, yeah, for a number of years. Our first winner, I believe, was in 2012. So it hasn't been every month since then, but in the past couple of years, it has been. So we do have a lot of films. And as as the organization is growing and our social media presence is growing, we're getting more and more films, which is exciting because that means that more people are, are making films. Um, we also, really value our artists and the winning film each month that filmmaker is awarded a thousand dollars and so we take it seriously you know and we value the artists and their work so um yeah it's really exciting to see people make films about and what they see in the world oh i love that
0: because a lot of people you don't feel valuable you just feel like you've been picked on and you feel lonely you feel like you're the only one going through this and i think that's why i really take out the time and i do the podcast and I do the speaking because I want people to know that you're not alone you're not the only one that's going through this. We've all been there and I'm still going. Tell us about the conferences that you all hold as well. The
1: in-person work we do is super essential. So basically we go to colleges and universities across both countries, like I mentioned, and we bring these films from from our collection that come from the competition. And the way we sort of navigate those spaces is we'll, we'll have some conversation in the beginning to sort of set the scene. Then we just show a couple of films and invite students to reflect on the films and that ends up bringing up a lot of really incredible conversation about mental health in general you know and it's it's also a pretty safe and approachable way for them to have the conversations because we're not saying okay everyone like turn to the person next to you and tell your deepest darkest secret (laughs) that's not going to be helpful for most people but saying hey let's have this experience together right let's watch this film and let's feel it together and think about it together and then let's unpack it and see what comes up for us and um That way everyone gets to participate, right? Everyone has something to say about a film and it doesn't have to be about you, but it can be. And so it sort of allows people to participate as much as they're comfortable doing so. And
0: what has been some of those reactions after viewing the films?
1: Oh gosh, (laughs) a huge, (laughs) huge right. There's many reactions as there are people, right? Because everyone has their own perspective. A lot of times we'll have students be really moved, like really profoundly moved by what they see, really relate to the characters or relate to the experience in the film. Um, a lot of students will report feeling seen for the first time and right. you know a lot of our films students will say man like I've tried to explain to my my parents, my whoever, how this is for me so many times and I never have the words but finally this film captures what it's like for me and now I want to show them this film and then they'll get it. That's always really exciting but a lot of times students w- will be experiencing subject matter or a perspective for the very first time. You know we have films that you mentioned earlier about sort of the African American community in the U.S. potentially not having a lot of space for conversation. We have a couple of films about that, actually. And so yeah. we'll often see students of other races and from other cultures say, you know, damn, I would never realized that it you know, that it might be like this for an African American person. And so, you know, or it might be a diagnosis that they've never heard of. It's, you know, a huge increase in empathy for our community members and for the people sitting next to us. Right. Um, which can be really exciting.
0: No, that makes sense. Um, because I think I've lived the majority after I wrote the book trying to explain to people what anxiety is, what depression is, and they don't believe me, yeah. mostly because I'm, you know, always happy. You know, even my doctor was like, yeah, right. You're not depressed, like seriously. And so I was like, no, these are really some of the symptoms that I'm going through. I'm really, really happy now that I have a great physician that understands me and we have the right, you know, treatment plan. So I was able to get back and I was writing and it was more of a positive light on my life instead of negative. So I always tell people, get out before it goes too dark. So that has been some of the reactions I've had. And even with speaking with people, they'll look at me like, you know, are you serious?
1: (laughs) And that's tough, you know, I really appreciate you sharing where you're coming from because I think that's that's really real for so many people with people not believing them, whether it's for cultural reasons or just, you know, like you said, if you present as being happy all the time, someone might not believe you if you share, you know, the reality of what you're going through. And so I think, you know, listeners are probably really moved hearing you talk about your experience. And hopefully it's similar, you know, with our films that, you know, it's expressing the realities, right? They're not PSAs or like, everything's going to be fine. Like some of them have happy endings, but a lot of the films are just like, this is what's up. Like This is the real experience that this person has and let's talk about it.
0: You know, you mm-hmm. really don't know how this will end. Um,
1: you just keep walking day to day. Now we're
0: talking about movies. We have shameless, insecure. So many people now are addressing mental wellness and mental health. What's your take on it? Do you think it's a, a positive step?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a great question because these these TV shows and movies are we're such an integral part of the culture in the US and Canada and much of the Western world. So we've got to talk about it with a critical eye, right? And not just take it all in without questioning it. And from my perspective, I think shedding light on something that needs light is always going to be good, even if it's, you know, not quite the most accurate take, because then it at least gives us something to talk about and it makes room for the conversation. But I think, you know, the, the shows that you mentioned, among others, are doing a really beautiful job of portraying the reality, right? Like in Cure, you know, we have the characters questioning if therapy is useful or like what sure. it means to go to therapy and things like that. And those are real questions that a lot of people are struggling with. And this is us is on my mind too, because I just watched this week's episode uh, yesterday and I won't spoil anything, but yes. like, there's a really intense family therapy session in the episode where like stuff happens and things, things move in the family energy and in the dynamic as a result of the space created by therapy. And so I think it's showing like, right. And everyone's gonna have their own experience, but it gives us something to talk about. It's so important to really have art
0: in the schools and colleges. Schools are going away from that. And I think it's so important because you can take a painting and people can view it in multiple ways. Someone would always come back with a different story or a different definition of what they think it is. And I think it's the same way with the short films. Everyone would have a different, you know, look at it. Well, I received this from it or I received that from it. I'm so excited that you all to take place. My question is viewing so many films per month, how do you stay in your safe place and how do you stay grounded? Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, and one that you know that I think about a lot and that we talk about it a lot within the organization because you know, I'm really fortunate. My colleagues and the people I work with really value us as human beings. Um, there are three of us who are directing the organization, and the three of us stay really connected about you know supporting one another and making sure we're okay. So I think just right Right off the bat, that community element, that relational experience of knowing that we're doing this work together and we check in with each other and, and talk about what's real for us, like that already is a positive work environment. Me personally, like I I have absolutely my, my struggles with mental health issues and live with some mental health issues. And, and so I have to be really careful, you know, and I have to have my boundaries and, and know what's safe for me one day versus what might not be safe for me the next day in terms of what I'm taking in. So for me, my personal Personal healing comes from connection and from being connected with other people it's when I get really isolated and internal um, you kind of referenced this earlier with get out right. get out of yourself before the world inside yourself becomes too dark I think is what you said and so you know that's that's what's really works for me but I know one of my colleagues she has a lot of um, practices that she does on her own that help rejuvenate her she does a lot of craft making and you know creative things she, when she engages with creativity even by herself she feels really cared for. And so, yeah, we just kind of each need to figure out what helps us stay in the okay side of. With our students too, you know, when we go to campuses and we do this where a lot can come up for people, right? For a lot of students, it might be the very first time they're having a conversation about mental health. We don't take that lightly at all. And so at every single event that we have, we always have mental health professionals present. We actually close with a panel of speakers representing on and off-campus resources, talking about how students can get connected and get involved And so that piece of like, you know, you're not alone and you can get help. And there are a lot of ways that you can do that. There's therapy, but there are also other things too. And so we really just encourage students and encourage people to figure out what is going to be helpful for them and not have judgments about what that might look like, but just encourage that support and those mental wellness practices. And I love that you guys said no judgment. That
0: has been half of the struggle, even with me and other people that speak about it. It's the judgment. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, that's what we call it within our organization. We refer to it as stigma. And that's where a lot of conversations are going these days, right? That stigma, that negative stereotype that's untrue, that can follow us. You know, mental illness is so stigmatized. Going to therapy is so stigmatized. And it can be really hard to reach out for support if we're being told we don't have a problem and. Getting help for it is is bad or not okay. Right. So like not only are you dealing with whatever you're going through, but you also have to fight like 17 battles just to get to the place where you're seen and acknowledged and getting support.
0: It really is. And so I think that's why I started advocacy, mental health, awareness, and different ones here in Louisiana, of course, they're nationally as well. And I think my first speech I gave was at a at the steps of our um, state capitol in front of the governor. And it was amazing because this is the first time I I've ever shared my story publicly and I'm going, Mm -hmm. what have I got myself into? It was amazing Amazing. because it was something that just clicked and Mm -hmm. I have not been able to turn it off. But when you can just show them that what you think it looks like with mental health and mental, you know, wellness, it may not be the definition of everybody. And I think that's why I love to share it because more times or less you will see on the news that it's a man that's killed 50 million people and they attribute it to mental Hell, that Don't get me not- started. And I'm like, if you mm-hmm. only knew, most people will hurt themselves or cut themselves be- or pull their hair before they do anything to another person. It's always hurting themselves. Um, in mm-hmm. a lot of times. So I'm going, no, we're not going out there killing people. It's you know, it's hilarious in a sense that that's what they think it's all is and they group us all in one one category like oh yep check the box that's them
1: (laughs) i'm with you i mean it's like it's the news but it's also a lot you know a lot of movies and tv shows we mentioned some what i would think are good ones but there are a lot out there that portray people with mental illness as being dangerous and violent and um you know someone who should be isolated or kept apart and that's just not the reality like the reality is that one in five people in the u.s has a mental illness or a diagnosable mental illness in a given year, and a lot of statistics are saying one in three, or even one in two, of us will experience mental health issues or symptoms of mental illness at some point in our lifetime. That is a huge portion of the population, it and is. that it is, is not. You know, all those people aren't going out and doing all these terrible things. Like exactly. a lot of us are just living our lives the best we can. So it's definitely, the media representation definitely has some <laughs> some growing to do. <laughs> it does.
0: What are, with Impact, how do you all want to, you know, increase community awareness? What, you know, what's the goal in the next five years?
1: Oh, great question. Um, well, I mean, we're still pretty young and we're still pretty small as an organization. So we're definitely growing. Two years ago, we were only in California California and Canada. And now we're in 19 different states as well as Canada still. And so hopefully five years from now, we'll be in all 50 states and we'll be doing not just short films, but also doing theater workshops and music and dance and poetry and painting and photography. That might take a little more than five years, but <laughs> you know, people's art languages are different, right? right. Like a film is accessible, right? Because We all know how to digest that media. But for some people, doing a theater piece or experiencing music is, is going to be more their language. So we want to speak everyone's language and make room for everyone in the conversations. Just the more people are able to be inspired by the arts and creativity and start conversations with the people in their communities, the better. And that's really what we're we're aiming to do.
0: Exactly. I'm totally about art therapy and people will have this like art therapy. What is that totally an advocate for? Because it, it will come in all different ways to be able to translate what you're feeling and how you're feeling. And mm-hmm. it just takes one person to be there to help you. And so you're helping the next person, helping the next person, helping the next person. So I love that you all have this plan. It's because we need it. We really do. It's yeah. so many people out there that still need to be reached. Yeah, you're going into schools and you're actually providing them the vocabulary that they didn't even know existed. to so will talk about their feelings mm-hmm. and emotions. So it's, it's needed. And you guys have a platform that's amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree my background is actually as a drama therapist that's what my master's is in and that's all about using theater in the healing process and you know pe- people I see really change for the better by doing work that lets them access their bodies and try on different parts of themselves and you know really explore and so yeah you know, I really appreciate the work that y'all are doing and you know I just really encourage people to know to know within their heart and soul even if they don't see it with their eyes yet that no- not a single one of us is alone in what we're going through and our story is unique and it's our own, but also like at the same time, there are ways for us to connect with each other and, you know, share what we're going through in ways that feel comfortable for us and, and experience connection in ways that feel healing. And that's really what we're trying to do with our artwork and our, in the spaces we create. I love it. So on the
0: campuses in high school, how can you host a workshop?
1: Yeah. So, you know, any, any school who wants to bring us in can just contact us directly. You mentioned our website earlier. So it's just art with Impact.org is our website. I book all of the workshops in the US and my colleague Natalie books in Canada. So my email is just Maya M A Y A at Artwithimpact.org. Um or in Canada, it's Natalie N A T A L I E at Artwithimpact.org. If anyone just sends us an email, you know, I, I get it right away and we talk about how we can, you know, pick a date and set it up and make it happen. Well, I love it. Maya, thank you so much. I
0: visited a lot of churches and the Way I chose my church. Honestly, he made one sentence about mental health, and I was like, I am sold because mm. they really don't talk about that. My social organizations, yeah, we're not really gonna discuss that. Um, so we're not gonna talk about it. So whenever I have a chance, I can bring it up. I can bring you all up, and it's such a great thing to be able to help others that are impacting the world. And that's what you guys are doing. You're impacting. I'm behind you all one hundred
1: percent. Oh, thank you so much. And I mean, likewise, the work you're doing is incredible to to share your story and, and be vulnerable in a way that lets people connect with you and, you know, really have exposure to reality. Um, that's an amazing gift that you're offering. And, and we're just so happy to be connected with you and to get to, you know, share our platforms. I love it.
0: Well, there you guys, you have it. Art with Impact. We're going to close it out here, guys. Always have common sense.